Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul great Lawrence day, Van. Great day, great day, everyone, and welcome to Wealth Academy Podcast, and I'm honored to be hosting this particular episode here because we have a wonderful guest by the name of Tangela Collins-Myers. I want to give a shout out to her right now. Tangela, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Paul. How are you? Hey, doing great, doing great. And of course, our mantra here is wealth is more than just money, and today I'll talk to you to all the viewers about what your background is. I'll provide that right now. We'll get right into the interview questions. So okay. Angela Collins Myers is doing really great things. Uh, she's a financial strategist, a mind uh, mindset coach, and she's also author of a number one book, international book at that, The Image in the Mirror. And she's also a, going to share some insight in regards to credit optimization how to get that aspect of your financial portfolio uh, together as well. And uh, what she does is she has about 20, over 26 years of financial experience in the banking industry, and she's helped set up the processes for them. So she's been at this for quite some time in that financial arena. We're going to talk about that today. She's also based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, attended UNC Charlotte. And she also, and they're the 49ers, I believe, aren't they? Yeah, That's 49. right, 49ers. Exactly. And uh, she, of course, is just doing some great things. And we want to, of course, welcome her here now as she shares her expertise. So let's get to it, Tangela. Welcome to the show. What was your inspiration mm -hmm. and catalyst for you in working in that financial services field in the banking industry itself? You know, so my, my, uh, my journey to financial services was quite interesting. Um, Paul, let me make sure I didn't lose you. Can you still hear me okay? I can hear you great, yes. Okay. Uh -huh. All right, so my journey to uh, just financial services in the banking industry uh, was somewhat unintentional. <laughs> so uh -huh. let me explain. Let me explain. So a, I'm so glad I arrived here, it, but it was unintentional. Um, uh -huh. So in high school, I knew that I wanted to be an accountant. So uh -huh. I set out to go to UNC Charlotte, and in uh -huh. my mind, I'm thinking I would work for one of the big, at that time, it was probably like big five, big six accounting firms. Exactly. And, um, and so I was really good in math um, uh -huh. as I was going through high school, got to college, and there was a young lady in my calculus class that needed some tutoring. And so she was involved in this program called Enroad. And En-ROADS, for y'all that don't know anything about En-ROADS, En-ROADS is a, it's an awesome organization that help minority students really with career development, professional development, as well as um, to secure summer internships, right? And so my first summer internship was with Nations Bank at the time, which with later America. merged with Bank of America. Because I used to have an account with them. <laughs> my first bank account, in fact. 
<laughs> and so that's how I ended up in financial services in banking was through my summer internship with En-ROADS and uh, being on board with Nations Bank. That was the genesis of this, what turned into a 26 year career wow. in financial services and banking. <laughs> that is amazing because one never thinks if you're going through an internship, it's just a temporary thing. Exactly. You know, you get some experience, get some training, but to end up being a career, it's really amazing, truly amazing. Congratulations on that. Yes. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, no, they they um, go ahead and position you with um, offers before you even graduated. So I knew I was going to work with one of the largest institutions in the world before I graduated college. Oh, so very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Bank of America is doing some great things. And of course, as you stated, they were Nations Bank before they became that. That's right. So, so they had that that uh, change, name change, but they stayed the same, except they grew a lot larger. Yes, much, much larger. Yeah, That's I definitely, right. yeah, I definitely joined um, with the organization when uh, Mr. Hugh McCall was the CEO. Oh, and um, and at that time, I remember, you know, being fresh to corporate America and seeing this CEO walk around talking to uh, the associates there wanted to know if you had everything to do, you know, had everything that you needed to do your job and all of that. And so that really set the bar for, you know, I thought all CEOs did that regularly, but I know they're oh. much busier now, but oh, he yeah. did that. He took time to oh, walk oh, around yeah. and just check on. Yeah, I used to follow him. I used to read articles about him and everything. And uh, so it's really great because he retired some time ago. And, right. and so I remember that part as well. So congratulations. Now you pivoted after your tenure with Bank of America. And so it led to you becoming an entrepreneur. What was that pivot like for you going from that corporate space and, and you know, a large corporation to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, so, so that journey piece is interesting. So I started out, of course, in my career, um, working in audit uh, for about 13 years, spent another about 10 years in corporate real estate, but from a risk management perspective to ultimately being the uh, one of the business control executives at the bank before I left. Okay. And um, and so during that journey, my husband has always been kind of the real entrepreneur type person. So we actually had a trucking business in 2008. Nice. And so that was the, the genesis of really getting started in business. But I was still full time in corporate America. He was full time entrepreneur. And I was kind of that support system back operations on a part time basis, helping him with that business. Um, and so fast forward, you know, so yeah, so I got, I got my feet wet, didn't realize what it was setting me up for. Um, and so then in 2017 is when I was approached about an amazing opportunity to partner with this network marketing company uh -huh. for the purposes of offering financial services or referring them to financial services products that can really help them with their, their finances and mainly credit restoration being a cornerstone of that. Yeah. Um, and so I built you know, my business part-time along a full-time job for the next two years um, until 2019, I was fortunate to decide that I would step away and, and fully jump into full-time entrepreneurship. And let me tell you, it was a scary jump, uh, but I knew that with all of the, the training and the education and everything that I had acquired along the years, that it was something that I was equipped for. I knew I, I was equipped and I knew that it was something it was time to make that pivot just to make a greater impact if you wanted to really get into individual homes. And oh, that was what I, I felt when I made a decision. It's time. 
And yeah. uh, so it, it was about greater impact. It was also quite honestly about me getting more freedom and flexibility for myself uh, because I had now have a 16 year old son. And so uh -huh. I wanted to make sure that I was there, I was available for him. And so 2019, I never saw it coming, but it was a great time to yeah. make that pivot and transition into full-time entrepreneurship. Oh, absolutely. And I tell you, that's really a, a remarkable transition there because again, you have a spouse who's entrepreneurial and what mm -hmm. he does, and then you still have a, a leg in that corporate as well. And so the positioning for that was really good because when you came out, it wasn't as though you were coming out with nothing, but you actually had assets, you had knowledge and you could transition and looking at that network uh, marketing opportunity is always a good one too, when you ride that wave. Absolutely. And the great, the great thing about what I, I like about what you said is the fact that we know what happened in 2008, 2009 with the, the global economic issue. And now we're finding ourselves in a similar position now with the pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I, and I will tell you with that, with the 2008, when we start seeing, seeing the downturn, um, what, I, what I love about my story and what I bring to the table when it comes to finances and really someone building a strong financial foundation is I come from both sides of the table, meaning exactly. I was in banking. I understand what it takes to get approved, to leverage your credit and things like that. But on the flip side, we find ourselves, unfortunately, in 2010, having to file bankruptcy because yeah. of our trucking business and because of the downturn. And yeah. so I was on both sides of the coin, if you will. So I know what it feels like when you uh, are securing your finances and I know what you feel like when you're not. And, exactly. uh, and so we were able to weather that storm, uh, get through that bankruptcy, come out stronger. And that's what really, I think, really built my passion up even more for making sure that people are prepared. Absolutely. And so going into this pandemic, it, it's a different story. So we started the trucking business again in 2019, mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. late 2018. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a story of, you know, things didn't work out as we had initially planned. Some unforeseen things happened, but uh -huh. that doesn't mean you need to stay down. You need to get back up. Exactly. And you have that, that great uh, learning. You learn from it. The 08, 09, you learn from it. So th those are really good too. And as it states, if we don't repeat the same thing over, then we've learned that lesson. That's right, so, absolutely. So, and that, that's, that's really great, that's really great. Now, you're also a money mindset coach and you're very passionate about helping people to create a growth mindset. What should viewers know and understand about uh, creating the right money mindset to help them become financially uh, literate? I think the, the first key is, and I think the, the key to anything is always, you've got to look with inside. You've got right. to look inside yourself. Uh -huh. And I think that the hardest part is doing that self-evaluation, that self-inventory. And what I say, just getting real with yourself, right? Yeah. And so uh -huh. a part of really starting to shift to a growth mindset is looking at your current situation and deciding you're tired of being where you are. Exactly. And then once you're tired of being where you are, then you're going to see yourself take some action. Uh -huh. You're going to see yourself take some action with getting some knowledge, reading some books, you know, like mm -hmm. Think and Grow Rich, I, I'm reading, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Poor so dad. just a different way of thinking about money and finances. And that's the that's the key is look inside, be truthful with yourself about where you are and where you want to go. Right. And now beginning to really 
learn about what it means to have a fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And the bottom line with a fixed mindset says you look at your situation and you think you're just, you're doomed. You can't change it. Like you just have to live with it and suffer with what you have. And that is not true. That's very you can make some changes, but it starts look being honest with yourself and then changing your mindset, watching the words you're saying to yourself. I understand now as I was growing up when you would hear a lot of adults say there's no such thing as the word can't because can't starts to really limit you. It keeps you in that fixed mindset. And um, there's a great quote out there that says, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Yeah. And so uh -huh. it all starts in your mind. And so yeah. once you fix your mind on what you want, where you want to go, then that is where you will go. So oh, if wealth and abundance is where you want to go, it starts with, you know, that talk of, you know, eliminate those those defeating phrases like I'm broke, uh -huh. uh, you know, eliminate that that fear of I'm never going to have enough money because money is, is made to be moved and multiplied. Right. And so you're going to have and you know, not hoarding your money. Let it go. Give. It will come back. And so it, it's starting with that mind and that get real conversation with yourself and really saying, you know what, enough is enough and I'm ready for a change. Yes, it's really getting off of that, um, that hamster wheel, if you will. Yes. And people on that, they're used to doing things the same way all the time financially with their money. And they just have to have a new approach to it. That's and, right. And, and not be captured by, like you said, that negative thinking and get those positive books that can help one make that transformation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will tell you one um, negative mind or one fixed mindset thing that I didn't realize was so fixed um, until, you know, I start digging into this deeper. So there's, um, you know, I always thought that you had to save everything that you got, you know, all yeah. of your money you had to save it. Uh -huh. and, um, and, and money in order for it to grow, it has to be made, moved and multiplied. Right. Absolutely. And so to be multiplied, you're going to have to put it in different places. So that means you can't just hoard it in a savings account That's right. and think that it's going to grow for you. And so just thinking that I had to save and I learned that, unfortunately, in my childhood coming up, uh -huh. that I was supposed to save every dime that I had because I saw my mother literally save four or five paychecks right. at one time and uh -huh. also say, I don't have any money. Right. <laughs> and so that's kind of intuitive. So something that I thought was, okay, this is the way to do it. You realize, wait a minute, this way is not allowing me to um, generate wealth. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, the banks get rich. Yeah. <laughs> the banks get rich. But then, you know, with the interest rate being what it is today or what it isn't today, there's no way saving is going to be the, the magic bullet. Right. You know, and money, as you stated, uh, with the change and transformation in the mindset, that's growth, but the same thing with money, you have to fertilize it in order to, right. help it to grow and you fertilize it through investments and, and other uh, donating money, different things such as that. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, one thing that you do and you have a, that ability right now is that you have the awesome power to impact credit uh, restoration for individuals, families and communities. That's what it impacts. What do you want viewers and listeners to understand about the the uh, importance of having a strong credit as a part of their financial portfolio? Because it is a part of it, whether people are conscious of it or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest misconceptions out there is that credit is not important. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Um, you know, they, you hear cash is king, but uh -huh. I'll tell you, credit is power. And I'm going to talk about a couple of ways where sure. credit is impacting you even when you think it's not. So people uh, associate having good credit with being able to get approved for loans and things like that. And that is true. You need to be able to leverage, but it's, it's all about being wise around how you're leveraging your credit. Exactly. Um, even if someone says, I'm going to be a business owner, that's great. But your personal credit needs to be strong enough to carry you until you're able to build up your business credit. Okay. So that's one thing. You need your personal credit even while you're building up your business credit. Sure. Two, a lot of people think that it's about the approval piece, but it's not all about that. Uh -huh. Believe it or not, your credit, depending on who some of the companies are, uh -huh. will determine whether they will hire you or not. And banking is one of those big industries that they look at your background, but they also look at your credit to determine whether you are employable or not. Exactly. And there are a lot of other other fields. I know state troopers were one, even the military mm -hmm. now military, wants you yeah. to have excellent credit because mm -hmm. the what credit says is it gives almost like the adult report card. Sure. Can I trust you to manage your finances? It's like if I pull out your credit report, am I going to be able to see that you pay your bills on time? Exactly. Am I going to be able to see that you're able to manage a mix of credit? Am I going to be able to see, um, are you always, you know, maxing out your credit card? So it's like our report card in our adult world. And so this report card determines whether they're going to employ you or not. Uh -huh. This report card also determines um, what your car insurance premium will be. Absolutely. And your character. <laughs> so, so, it, it, so it has tremendous power. And the key is you need your credit because you never know when you may need your credit. And so prime example is we just went through the 2020 yes. uh, pandemic and, you know, still going through. Oh, and yeah. I know for us, because we were in trucking business and our what we were delivering, which was furniture, sure. wasn't considered essential for oh. a while. Our trucking business could not operate. Wow. But guess what? The finances continue. Absolutely. Right. That yeah. insurance on your vehicles continue. Yeah. You know, all of that. And so taxes that they want you to pay continues. And so there was a period of time where, um, thank God, we had some credit available where mm -hmm. we could leverage that temporarily until things started back operating. And then now we know how to bring it back under control. And mm -hmm. the other thing with the viewers that I would tell them about credit that's so mm -hmm. important is to understand that credit is fluid. Yes. So as you live life, your credit is going to be kind of that picture of how are you living? How are you mm -hmm. managing your finances? Mm -hmm. And so the notion of thinking I'm going to get to a credit score and I'm going to forever stay there it won't happen that it way. It won't happen, exactly. Life happens. And so, and the, the other key is to understand that paying your bills on time is not the only key to maximizing your credit that's score. very true. It's going to be paying your bills on time. That's yeah. the highest. That's 35%. My uh -huh. mom preached that to me. So I knew pay your bills on time, but that was just a small slither of the pie. How you your credit utilization and how you use your credit cards will also have a heavy impact. That's 30 percent of your score. So a lot of times I was making mistakes until I became educated about the credit world. So here I was approved for a five thousand dollar credit card uh -huh. and I was spending my money going all the way up to, say, four thousand nine nine nine. Uh -huh. Thinking I'm safe. <laughs> well, the credit card company said you're good with us, but your credit your credit reporting says this is someone that looks like they may be in credit distress. 
Exactly. Or there may be a financial distress because you are using all of your credit that's available to you. Uh -huh. And the interesting and so, thing about you know, it is that wealthy people run into that problem as well. You know, the, the seven figure earners, they run into that as well. Absolutely. And I will tell you that when I got started um, with the credit restoration business as in network marketing, I started to understand how this is something that does is it impacts anybody. Um, yeah. Because there was a, a young lady that got started in the business because she was looking to get a $50,000 tax lien uh -huh. off of her credit report. Right. right. And so you say, wait a minute, $50,000. We're not talking about someone who doesn't have money. Exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so life happens to everybody. The biggest, um, you know, thing that I see that affects people's credit is when, unfortunately, they go through divorces. Exactly. Um, they, that, you that know, hits that area. Yeah. That hits hard. You know, they lose the primary breadwinner of the family. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that all those things everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. So, you know, my key message to to uh, the listeners is credit is important. You want to have it in great shape before you need it. You want to be in a position to leverage it when you need to. Uh, it does control more than your approvals and understanding how your credit score is calculated because there's five key components. Knowing that um, is powerful because if you know that, then you also understand how to keep it in control and how to maximize. Absolutely. And it's one of the most important things, but a lot of people don't look at it that way. In right. fact, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, some people look at it, well, I have this credit and that that's a uh, signal to go and spend it all, but it's really right. one to just, like you said, leverage it. And when you yeah. need a rainy day or you want to leverage, if you have the a percentage that you can get off of it, like two or 3% off on any purchase, those are the type of things that people have to look at, uh, which really helps them. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Now, uh, one of the things I want to talk about, Tangela, of course, is that you offer a nice suite of financial services. I know you also insured uh, as an insurance agent in North Carolina, as well as South Carolina. And then uh, what are some of the other financial uh, retirement planning that you offer to your clients? Yeah, so I, I offer those individual services, but I also offer, and this just launched this year and um, have been grateful to have already um, have clients going through the program, but I also offer just an overall financial coaching program. Got it. And so it really is geared toward helping people who want to really change their financial outlook, really get a good blueprint together to help start making some of the right financial decisions that put them where they want to be. And what is always so um, a powerful discussion initially when I talk to any client is understanding when it comes to your finances and your goals, it all starts with what do you want. Exactly. So what what financial life do you want to create for you and your family? Is it important for you to leave a legacy behind and, and how much? And so we offer that full financial coaching so we can get in and understand where are you? Let's talk about where do you really want to go, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and a lot of times I find that sometimes the conversations can be um, somewhat stalled because people are focused on what they have. Yeah. And it's like, no, put your blinders on. We're going to talk about what you have. I just need you to dream a little, right? I need you to dream big. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Then now we can start talking about where you are versus where you want to go. And let's get a plan to get you there. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, but on the solution side, it does come down to being able to offer people uh, credit restoration services through the referral program of uh, my network marketing company, but also budgeting 
debt yeah. pay down. I was able to, you know, pay my car off a whole year early using our pay down system. So it really helps you get clarity around what you have and how much you're paying out. And more importantly, give you a strategy for how do I not tackle this so I can chip away with this and get away from under so much debt. Because that, that will weigh you down. Not only financially, that will make weigh you down mentally as well. Yeah. A lot of people um, give up if their finances aren't aren't straight. You know, it causes depression. It, you know, yeah. people get uh, sad. I mean, it can cause a problem, especially if they're not able to get a promotion or bonus, what have you, because they're kind of right. stuck, feel stuck. Yeah, you absolutely feel stuck in that. And I think also what um, we saw and we, we heard it and we see it from a biblical standpoint, too. We talk about multiple streams of income. I think 2020 really helped us understand the impact. If you only had one stream of income, uh -huh. like how detrimental that could be for you. Yes, yes. And then that has a factor on the taxes as well. It, absolutely. Yeah. So just um, just learning about those wealth principles. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Hey, we've mm -hmm. heard that cliche forever. Oh, and yeah. I think we saw it come to life and yeah. come in color. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, but so those are some of the services that I offer retirement planning, because, I, you know, one of the things that made me so passionate and decide to get started with retirement planning is actually mm -hmm. because I retired. Exactly. And so when I retired and I was talking to my own financial advisor, we were discussing, you know, my 401k and other things. And what I started to realize through discussion, discussing things with him is there are some decisions that I could have made a few years ago sure. that would have set me up nicely right. uh -huh. for the actual retirement. And so I said, you know, more people have to know much sooner. Sure. You need to start talking about retirement and making plans and putting strategies in place, even uh -huh. in your 20s. It's not 20. too soon yeah. to start talking about retirement in your 20s because now you have some time on your side. And yeah. if you already know what the strategy is and where you want to go, now you've got all that time to work toward getting to yeah. where you want to go by the time it's truly time to retire. Not after you're there and you're like, oh, wow, I could have I could have done this 10 years ago uh, and I could be this place instead of this point. Yeah. So that's when I became passionate about that because I don't think um, especially in the 20s, I didn't hear it. You don't hear a lot of conversations about, exactly. you know, really thinking about retirement planning and it's planning. So that yeah. means you need a little time. Yes. And I, I guess to a very certain extent, um, sometimes when we look at today and let's say we go back to our 20s, some of these products weren't offered at that time. That's part of it. And then the other part is, is that we're just trying to make it, <laughs> you know, yeah. in our 20s. We're like, hey. You know, I'm just getting started. I have plenty of time. And then we find out that calendar moves a lot faster than it we realize. <laughs> yes. Yes, it moves a lot faster. I would tell you, I can sit here in my 20s. I know I traveled a lot, uh -huh, but I think too. if I look back, it's like, hey, I could have forfeited, you know, one or two trips that year uh -huh, to put over too. here in this retirement fund where things yeah. would have been a lot more where I wanted to be at this point in time. But <laughs> Exactly. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So what I tell people when I talk to them, or I'm doing a podcast. I just tell them, I said, don't, don't worry about what you didn't do there. Just start where you are right now. That is true. <laughs> you can still, still save a nice little piece of change if, if we just start now and just all we have to do is just, like you said, switch that mindset a little bit. Absolutely. Do I, do I really Absolutely. need this table? Do I really need this subscription, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. It all adds up. It all adds up. And I think yeah. just, 
you know, helping people understand, you know, we're not talking, you know, just starting with something as small as $25 a month yeah. can have a significant impact. And I know for me, you know, when, when I think about retirement, when I was thinking about retirement in my 20s, you think about having to have a lot of money right. to be able to make impact. But no, yeah. it's a little, you just start right. with a little small nest egg. It's called uh-huh. compound interest is going to be your best friend. Exactly. And it's going to compound over time. Just keep putting in and leaving it there. It's going to grow by leaps and bounds. Exactly. And so I think just understanding that. Um, and then from a life insurance perspective, um, yeah. as a part of kind of also offering workshops along with my financial advisor, um, yeah. having life insurance was a part of that yeah. twofold because with my uh, mm-hmm. network marketing opportunity, we have a suite of services and we talk about the importance of estate planning. Yes. Um, and true. so when you talk about having planning for your estate, well, you need to make sure you got some things to plan for, right? Exactly. Um, but but more importantly, just also helping people understand that um, life insurance is an awesome product that the wealthy know how to use they to generate to more wealth. Absolutely. Get that whole life plan and get that death benefit. Yes. You're on your way. <laughs> <laughs> on your way. So just helping people understand, you know, life insurance is not just about when you die. Yeah, not just about the term either. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's much broader. And like you said, even the banks have policies. They do. <laughs> and then they, some, of the, some of the executives get their salary through the policy. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a term called key person insurance. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, thank you so much for that. And let's talk about your book now. Number one international best-selling book, The Image in the Mirror. Tell me what that's all about and and how it all came about and then what you did to contribute along with the other authors, some of the other authors. Awesome. Awesome. So starting in 20, gosh, 2020. So 2020, January 2020 is when I got connected with the visionary author and I had no idea that that was going to be the catalyst for later um, being a part of an anthology titled The Image in the Mirror. So amazing lady by the name of Joan T. Randall, uh-huh. uh, who, uh, who has a publishing company called Victoriously You Press. She's a international number one best-selling author, I think like 10 or 11 times. So wow. just um, very knowledgeable about mm-hmm. writing, very knowledgeable about publishing. Um, mm-hmm. So I got started with her in January. She was doing uh, a 31-day a mm-hmm. uh, journaling with Joan and Jesus. So, oh, and I had always I heard journaling was something good, right? That was powerful in itself, 31 mm-hmm. days. And so uh, one of my great friends, Angela Hope, had told me uh, almost like a year before, maybe a year and a half, you've got to meet this incredible lady, Joan mm-hmm. Jesus. So I started following her. And she offered this 31 day, you know, journaling with Joe, absolutely free. And so I tuned in and really leaned into that. And that was a great experience. And so coming out of that, she talked about now doing an anthology. Uh Um, And so I was like, "Hmm." well, when she said it, I said to myself, I'm not an author, so that's not Uh me, (laughs) right? (laughs) And um, and I'll be honest with you, the Holy Spirit told me to write the book. And I was Uh like, write the book? What am I going to write about? Um, and so, but the, the story is, uh, uh, the, the book is amazing. It's an anthology, 19 authors that really share their story and their journey around how did they start to really embrace the image in the mirror and live limitlessly. Okay. And so my particular session in the book 
um, is called From Shy to Shy. And so growing up in school, I was just a very timid young lady. I was just very mm -hmm. reserved. I grew up as an only child, although I do have other siblings before my dad. Uh -huh. um, but I grew up as an only child. And so I was very reserved. Mm -hmm. And but what fast forward, I got into corporate America, went to college and just through experiences start to really, um, I think, bud, come out, exactly. you know, really. Yeah. Um, and, right. And uh -huh. so the second shy uh, stands for, and it's S period, H period, Y period, which is soft-spoken, humble, yet powerful in God. Oh, nice. And um, and so it really is a journey that talks about how did I arrive at where I am today? And mm -hmm. it's also looking at where I was. And so starting out that timid young girl had to go through some things. Being, uh, having experiences and keep people around me like the inroads opportunity, mm -hmm. uh, being a part of my great sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority exactly. Incorporated, just uh -huh. embracing their sisterhood. And so it was just like experience and just the right people were set around me to help bring out, um, you know, my gifts and my talents. And uh -huh. I remember uh, one of the inroads leaders said, you know, Tangela, when I first met you, you were so shy. I just didn't know. She said, but I could see you were that diamond in the rough. Uh -huh. and so she, <laughs> right. And so she gave me an opportunity. And so I know what it means to have a lot of potential and greatness in you. And you just need the right person to believe in you and help pull that and cultivate that out of you. And so that's what my story is really about forgiveness going through uh, some relationships where I had to overcome some challenges to get to where I am. And so I know um, it, one of the things that is going to be forthcoming is me starting a mentoring program uh, for young ladies that may be on the shyer, quieter side, because I know they have a tremendous amount to offer. They Absolutely. just need someone to believe in them and help them to grow and cultivate that. Absolutely. That is beautiful. Because it, it can, it's definitely needed because uh, we live in that society today, especially with the younger uh, young ladies, that uh, the communication is different. It's texting. It's not person to person. It may be a phone call. It's not a letter. Like I remember I used to write letters right, to people and about relatives and friends. And a lot of that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> right. So right. opening people up. And I, I think that is just fantastic. And, and thank you for sharing that for sure. So let's also talk about a wonderful program that you're in, the Classy Credit Chicks. Correct? Classy Credit Chicks, that's yeah, right. Let's talk about that a little bit. So the Classy Credit Chicks is really, so when I talk about being a part of this network marketing company, it's United Credit Education Services. Uh -huh. And there's a group of ladies, we've decided, listen, we need to come together as women in network marketing because um, one, helping women just to get a handle on their finances. Two, it's a movement about really helping women um, come together to collaborate. It's collaboration mm -hmm. over competition, exactly. um, continuing to help, because we understand that women play a very important, vital role in the family when mm -hmm. it comes to educating our children, mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, just also being able to instill those financial principles in with our kids. And so it's like, listen, Classic Credit Chicks, we're on a movement to help change the trajectory of families, uh, mm -hmm. to help other women become six-figure, seven-figure own uh, mm -hmm. um, earners, mm -hmm. where now, you know, you have the opportunity to not only be able to help earn and support the family, but you create your, you create that flexibility for your 
yourself and you can show other women how to do it. And you can now also be on the front line educating our youth. And so Absolutely. the classic credit chick movement really is about, you know, that, that mindset It's about how do we start to pivot to truly generate wealth? What mm -hmm. is it that we don't know that we need to know? Um, and so it's a whole movement around self-development, education, a solution and an opportunity and a vehicle through our network marketing company to be able to do that. Yeah, because I heard that 85% of our, all households, the money is, is led by the woman. Exactly. You know, that much of the family, yeah, finance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, that has changed, right? Because that hasn't yeah. always been the story. You know, women okay. have been traditionally known to maybe be at home, oh, but more right. women now are, you know, entrepreneurs, full-time business owners, CEOs are working in, co exactly. in corporate America or for uh, other companies to help bring mm -hmm. income into the household. Exactly. So that, that's a wonderful program. And uh, I have on here, I want to make sure that people uh, get your contact information. I have here uh, that is www.tangelamillsmyers.com. That's correct. And, and, and they can go there. They can get you on LinkedIn, of course. And is there any upcoming events that are coming together here uh, in the next month, let's say? So there is. So in December, mm -hmm. I will be having um, a financial goal setting. And this started okay. last year okay. um, in January for me, because I was, you, you know, you think about setting your goals for the year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just felt like it was important to have an emphasis on financial goal setting. Because usually most of the time, if you look at yeah. most goals you have, there's Mind, a financial implication to that. Right. right? Yeah. Most people and, look at, you know, uh, the health or you know, mind, body, spirit type things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So really financial goal setting. So again, really getting clear on what do you want? Where do yes. you go? And so want to be intentional about doing a financial goal setting. Let's look at your foundation because I'm a true believer. If you want to truly generate wealth, we got to make sure the foundational things of personal financial management is in order. So do you have a budget? Because if you don't have a budget, then you're going to find probably you're letting money drive you instead of you driving money. Very right. True. You got to be intentional. You know, um, great mentors of mine say every every penny has its place. And that is true. So we got to be intentional about um, dictating where we need our finances to go to work for us. It's not about restricting you, but sure. being intentional about where you want it to go. Yeah. And um, so really tapping into rebuilding, you know, after we've kind of gone through this pandemic, I know I hear oh, yeah. story time after time, people are now having to rebuild. I mean, we're oh, having man. to rebuild some things that we had to leverage in 2020. Sure. So yeah. want to get that focus there. So that'll be in December. Um, mm -hmm. And I just need to finalize the date. And then um, in February, kicking off February 1st, I okay. started this last year as well, going to continue. I do uh, this series called 14 Days of Love, Finances, and Money Mindset. Uh-huh. Fantastic. And um, so we'll be um, kicking that off in February. So it really is about uh, couples getting together, but individuals too, because I'm always a proponent that if I can get great at it by myself, when we come together and you're good at it, and I'm good at it, then we should be able to make it work. Absolutely. Um, but it really is a... How do you how do you lean in? Because unfortunately, finances is like the second highest thing uh, item that really causes marriages and relationships to break up. Exactly. And so um, that's why I started it uh, this past year, 14 days of love, finances and money mindset. So that'll kick off in 
February of 2022. Yes, and I think this the program you have in December is great because you know how we looked at 2019 and 2020 came, we weren't really expecting everything to happen like it did. So <laughs> preparing in December is the right time. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, making, making it more of a lifestyle thing as opposed to just a New Year's resolution. Absolutely, absolutely. And hint, hint, my goal is to make sure we have this before the holidays before so the uh, we can be more intentional about spending yes. and not look at the bank account and wish we would have made some different choices. So right. I will make sure we have this conversation before, before we get to spending too much for the holiday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because it's happening, you know, people are doing it online now. They don't have to even go in, right? And so it does make a tremendous difference. Yeah. Yes. And what I would like to say, too, and I'll, I'll be sharing on my social media, so definitely following me on my social media. One of the amazing things that our company is doing, United Wealth Education, uh, for Black Friday is really shifting the paradigm. So not about spending and discounts, but more about how do you position yourself to pay off debt. Exactly. And so there are going to be some important. awards and prizes that our company is giving away to help you get away from so much debt. And I think yeah. that's just a shift. Black Friday, yes, we, you know, we got deals and want to spend, but also it's time if you look at your financial situation and you and you really honest with yourself and you say, this uh -huh. is not the season for me to spend, but this is the season for me to get my finances in control to pay off some debt. We're yeah. going to be uh, giving away some free money. Uh, to be able to help you achieve that goal. Yeah, so it's gonna be definitely packed. follow me and look for more information about that, how you get ready. Sure. And you know, the great thing is, is that people are breaking off those chains of debt. Yeah. Debt is holding so many people back. People are actually struggling right now, especially with this inflation taking place. Yeah. So getting rid of the debt will help that situation. Absolutely. Definitely help Absolutely. That situation. So you have some great programs that are coming up and we want all the uh, viewers and the listeners uh, to look at your podcast. It's going to be episode 158 where they can learn more about this and more about you. And of course, go to your website. And uh, we want people to do that. And we want people to sign up for your program in December and February as well. So Tangela Collins-Myers, thank you so much for being the honored guest of Wealth Academy podcast. And we honor your presence and all of your expertise that you provided today. It was just amazing. I really enjoyed it myself. And I know that you're going to continue to do great things because you're making a difference in the lives of others. So thank you very much. No, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. And thank you for just allowing me to share on your platform. Oh, you're quite welcome. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, again, we have the awesome, awesome, awesome presence of Tangela Collins Myers. She's a financial strategist, number one international bestselling author, uh, money mindset coach, as well as financial coach. She's in that financial services area. And she also wants you to understand more about the, the credit score optimization program that she has. And I think that's very important as adding it as a part of your financial profile, because a lot of people don't think about that credit score, but the credit score is thinking about us, right, Tangela? That's right. Always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, thank you all. Get out there on Apple Podcasts and rate and review episode 158 with our honored guest, Tangela Collins-Myers. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Tangela, have a wonderful, wonderful day and week as we lead into these holidays, my friend. Thank awesome. You, so you too. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everyone. All right.
Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you on episode 159 on Thursday. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.